1: effect. Because Only if he's downloading. He we're, we're,
2: we're, we're DSL here, and the more people on the computer
1: will... The more it slows down. Sure.
2: Can I... Should I ask him to turn it off?
1: <laughs> if you can. Welcome, everybody, to a little technical adventure, but we're here. Let me play the correct intro. <laughs> After over 250 hours of bringing the best to you, Rick and Jean are going to them. Welcome to Everyday Connection on the Road with your hosts, Rick O'Shields and Jean Victoria Norlock, bringing your inner life to your entire world. Welcome, everybody, to the premiere episode of Everyday Connection on the road. I'm Rick Shields, and about six inches away is Jean Victoria Norlock. How are you, Jean? <laughs> and she's on my right instead of left. This is all <laughs> different.
3: It's all confusing. It's all insane. But that's okay, because we're on the road, and that's to be expected here at Everyday Connection when you're on the road. You <laughs> Ab- go where spirit leads you.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. We're winging this. We don't really know what's the plan because we don't plan these things. Um, we are supposed to have uh, a guest this evening, an author, and um, but she's going to have to call in from uh, wherever she is because we don't have the capability to Skype guests in from here. We just don't, don't have the speed to hold it up. So um, first, I guess we should talk about where we are and how we got here.
3: <laughs> we are in the beautiful I mean, stunningly gorgeous. And, you know, I live in the mountains, so it shouldn't be that different. But we're talking whole different vibration up here. <laughs> stunningly gorgeous mountain resort called the Mango Tree Spa. And I'm telling you, I... I've only been here for half an hour. Yes, that's right, folks. We just just got in. More the like north.
1: fifteen minutes, really. <laughs> oh, <literally.
3: coughs> uh, which is why we're laughing because uh, it's been an adventure just just to uh, get here. But we're here, and uh, I can't think of a better place, really, to launch EC on the road. See?
1: I can't either. It's absolutely gorgeous. We're in the middle of the rainforest, as I call it, in the uh, deep in Mom's arms, Mother's arms. And um uh, I believe that we have coming to us from uh, the United States our guest for this evening. And we're gonna have several unexpected guests because my screen's really bright and <laughs> things like that. But let's see if that's not Debbie Ann.
2: Me, I can't tell a lie. It's me. Oh Yay!
4: hi there. Way to welcome, go welcome.
2: There.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Thank awesome. you. Awesome. You are um you're special. Um, not just because you're the writer girl, but <laughs> because you're also our first guest that you see on the road.
4: <laughs> all right.
2: How are you tonight, my dear? I am excellent. How are you? Can you hear me? I can.
1: Yeah, we may break up just a hair now and again. You won't be breaking up for any of our audience, however.
2: Well, you know, it's all about the breakup sex.
1: <laughs> oh, well, that's true. That's true. And uh, you know, if everything went, set. if everything went, if everything went perfectly, people would think this was easy or something. <laughs> <coughs> and um, oh, you know, broadcasting live from well, we, you could say the middle of nowhere, but we are, we're literally. definitely somewhere, and somewhere glorious. But we are a little Hi. off the beaten path.
3: I'm Broadcasting live from the middle of the rainforest in Costa Rica. I mean, how cool is that? That's awesome. I love technology. I love where technology has brought us to be able to do this. It's just fabulously fascinating to me. I'm constantly in awe of, of what our reality has become. Um, so, Debbie you're uh, – well, we're not going to tell you anybody who you are. We're going to ask you. <laughs> who on earth are you and what do you do?
2: Well, I do a lot of things, all the things that normal humans do, but I also happen to write, have a few books out that might be of interest. The latest one's about manifesting for the single gal, (laughs) and it's called How I Met the Man of My Dreams, A Guide to Manifesting Yours. That's pretty clever.
1: That would be manifesting.
2: (laughs) Yeah. And then I have another one that's a memoir, and it's pretty fun. It's called What I Did on My Midlife Crisis Vacation. I I love the
3: title of that book and I gotta get my hands on it because just the title alone makes it sound like one of the most fascinating reads of all time. And I think I think it's a book, just by hearing the title and by knowing a little bit about how you how you live your life, um, I, I think it's it's a book that
2: everybody could probably use. <laughs> I really do. <laughs> Well, you have to have a good sense of humor because if you're really entrenched in your belief system, especially religious beliefs, you might not dig it as much <laughs> because it's, it's a lighthearted read.
3: Well, we're all a bit lighthearted and uh
1: Absolutely what do you call
3: it? Lightening up? Lightening up. Lightening up. <laughs> That's
1: a big part of enlightenment is lightening up. Lightening if, in up. fact, if I people just lighten up, the rest of it would probably come.
4: Absolutely.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so that was one That's of my good. favorites where you said, That you had been enlightening up with the dash in there and the the emphasis on the lightning up. Uh, What what did it say? Enlightening up since 2009.
2: Yeah, right. That's my slogan.
1: (laughs) Your your tagline.
2: Yeah, that's when the midlife crisis took flight. But eventually, you find levity. You know, you start with gravity and you go to levity. (laughs) Or at least that's what I did.
1: Hopefully you go to levity, otherwise that gravity will really pull you down. <laughs> it'll,
2: it'll suck you yeah. right down. It's a
1: drag.
3: <laughs> so how did that all come about, love? I mean, can we, can we get nosy and ask a little bit about your um, your background and, you know, how how you got to levity from gravity?
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a mysterious process. You know, I come to believe that I have a higher self, and that higher self is sort of guiding me even if I'm oblivious at times to what it's doing. Eventually, I get there, take the cues. You know, it's it's a matter of following intuition. But when you drag your, you know, when you dig your heels in, <laughs> it becomes harder, and that's where the crisis comes in. For me, it was I was kind of set up. I had a nice house that I'd remodeled, and it was all paid for. I had a nice community. Everything seemed just hunky-dory, but yet, I was not happy, very unhappy. And this little boy said, you know what, sell the house, get out of here. And all my friends said, you're crazy. <laughs> what are you doing?
4: Friends and uh, I do just that. had to do it.
2: Yeah. Well, some friends, they don't understand, you know. Some friends are supportive. Ended up weeding out some friends that way, but that's okay. I still love them, you know. But some people are more attached to you staying the way you are, and some people are more able to go with the flow and support you and your changes, right?
3: Absolutely. Absolutely, I've discovered the same thing. And interestingly enough, my journey also began in 2009. That was after I published my first book called Truth, because I had to figure out what the heck my truth was. <laughs> I didn't know, <laughs> but um, yeah. So
1: she took her her. Uh, uh, I don't know if you could call it a midlife crisis.
3: Oh Maybe. yeah, we, we hope definitely. it was. Well,
1: you could, but I hope it wasn't the middle of her life because that would be too short. But. Yeah. Um, she took hers in the Philippines. right? Eh?
3: Yeah, yeah, literally up and left to the Philippines. I, I didn't sell my house; I'd already done that. But uh, <laughs> so I get what I'm saying, and um, it it that takes an incredible amount of courage, my dear.
2: Yeah, or madness, you know, or both, you know. <laughs> uh. But what I did was I, I took the proceeds and I went on a, a sort of vacation, you know, in search of the answers. Like, what the heck are we doing here? What is this life thing all about, you know? And I just followed my my curiosity and I wanted to learn more about energy healing and the big mysteries, you know, like spoon bending, telekinesis and cool stuff like that. So that's what I did. It's okay.
3: So so you... you... A voice told you to sell your, sell your house. You sold your, you sold your home. Um, yeah. And and then what happened? Kind of work me through this step by step for okay. for our listeners who are kind of on the cusp of that that ledge, and they're like, okay, do I jump or do I not jump?
4: <laughs>
2: yeah. Well, what I ended up doing was jumping a lot, maybe leapfrogging. You know, uh, for a while I was majorly delusional because I was sort of fueled by fear and at the time there was a lot of stuff in the air about 2012 you know being kind of doom and gloom and i guess i was really absorbing that and i was thinking in terms of going off into the country and living off the land and um so i I attempted that but i was thwarted by my higher self
3: okay you were tempted
4: and then
2: you know i ended up moving around a lot and in the process going to a lot of workshops in between, learning about what I call the woo-woo stuff, you know, kind of opening up to law of attraction
4: and the idea
2: of there's much more to us than we meet people. Are you hearing feedback? Uh,
3: you might be hearing people talking in the background.
2: <laughs> okay, it's okay now. <laughs> okay, maybe it's just the voices in my head. <laughs> no. Oh, they're talking to you again. Awesome. <laughs> they talk to me all
3: the time too. Um, okay, so how was the journey to the law of attraction for you? Because I, that's always an interesting one when I talk to people. Because law of attraction usually gets you to a certain point, and either you start asking questions or you stay there. And if you start asking questions, it turns into very interesting adventure. But if you stay there, you kind of keep asking
2: yourself, where's my stuff? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's the biggest form of resistance, right? Where's my stuff? Where's um, my stuff? Well, for <laughs> for me, I'd seen The Secret back in, um, I think, 2007. And it just resonated with me. I said, this is the truth. This is right on. But yet, emotionally, I wasn't ready to really manifest anything <laughs> consciously. I was a mess. So it took a few years, and I believe that everything shows up at the right time when you're ready. You know, the right book falls off the shelf and hits you on the head, or somebody says something and recommends something. So at one point, I suddenly got a download, a lightning lightning hit me, and it said, go to see Abraham Hicks, go to a seminar, you know, and that was a big turning point. Once I started listening to Abraham Hicks, I realized, hey, life is supposed to be fun. <laughs> And
3: there, there, there is the turning point going from the secret to Abraham Hicks. Is often a turning point in many people's lives. because oh, they take it so much further. They
4: There's, do. It for they
3: me. do. Um, it, it went do, from it went from this idea that I had to envision everything and picture boards and all this stuff that I had to, you know, say this is my stuff and this is what I want, to feeling that I, I already had the right to it, that it was already mine. And that that was key for me, that switch over from thinking about what I should be getting to feeling that I've
2: already gotten it. Yeah, and that's the idea that it can come quite easily and that your orders are kind of automatically taken by the universe. You don't have to really labor at that. That's a big switch. And a lot of people don't realize because Abraham Hicks has been omitted, of course, from the um, more recent version of The Secret, so they're not exposed to it, a lot of them. <laughs> It's a a shame. That's really good information. Yeah. And uh, once I got hooked in with that crowd, really things started to change. I went on two of their cruises and started having a lot more fun (laughs) and sort of dropping the judgment. That's huge, you know, stopping. If you no longer judge yourself, you can be happy no matter what. You can just decide in every moment, oh, that's okay. Everything's okay. (laughs) It's all acceptable now. It's so true, right? When we start letting go of what we have to make up
3: for, you know, how many things have I, how many people have I hurt in my past without realizing it or with realizing it? And all these things that I've done that maybe weren't in alignment with where I want to go now, and I have to make up for it. I have to make up for it. I have to make amends. That, (laughs) that evil word amends. (laughs) As soon as you let that go,
2: things start to just really flow
1: yeah oh, Absolutely. Yeah.
2: yeah. and just the very nature even the concept of evil I've let go there is no good and bad that's just a human perspective on things you know we don't even need that I get into arguments with people well I don't argue but some people get angry with me because I refuse to go around sorting things into piles labeled good and bad <laughs> they can't relate to it you know I'm, I'm much happier this way
3: Absolutely. I totally understand. We just had the most incredible journey just getting here tonight. Um soon as soon as we got into Costa Rica we discovered that the airport had lost my bag. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> oh yeah. So I mean we 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 went down that path for a little bit and um and then we just kinda gave it over and we, we ended up realizing at the end of the day that had we had the bag last night we probably would have attempted to drive last night to the mango tree and both of us were just so like,
1: oh we were exhausted
3: exhausted from the just journey from the journey
1: and um and, and and this drive now i don't know if the traffic would have been that way yesterday but uh at that late at night but probably it's it's uh uh since this weekend coming up is easter weekend this is holy week here in costa rica and um So that means that most places close down, and everybody goes to the beach. And uh, so we were some of everybody, and took over three hours to go, um, about three and a half hours to go what should be an hour or less. And uh, because this trip should have been about a a three-and-a-half-hour trip uh, from San Jose to the mango tree, but uh, it turned into... Well, we got here just before the show started, and we left about 8.30 this morning. (laughs) Sounds like Costa Rica. (laughs) And uh, it was kind of nice, you know, when we were going slow, people were talking to each other from car to car, and there were, uh, every so often there were mango salesmen that would walk between the cars and offer you uh, chilled mango, and you know, it it was quite an adventure.
2: Yeah, it's so freeing, isn't it, when you realize that there's always um, sort of a master plan or an oversight from higher mind? Anything we get upset about, you know, oh, wait a minute, there must be something else here that I'm not seeing, and I'll figure it out later, hindsight 2020, right? <laughs> it is.
3: It, I, I remember a time not very long ago, in fact, that I think that that this journey and the beginning of it probably would have drove, driven us both insane. Um You know, there would have been a lot of anger and frustration and and a lot of why me, because that why me happens so often, unfortunately. Um, But it just wasn't there this time. It really was just kind of, oh, well, here we are. Oh, well, here
1: we go. (laughs) Grand adventure. And um, hopefully we get there in time for the show to start. And and, uh, if we don't, well. And uh, uh, before coming down here, I... I picked up a GPS because you need one to get around, and I didn't really want to pay the rental on one. Um, you know, we might come again, and if we did, that would be mo- much more than the cost of a GPS. So I just picked one up, and then we found out that you had an option for the GPS to have Yoda give you turn-by-turn directions. So. All right. <laughs> so we had Yoda speaking with us all the way down here, and every so often he would make random comments. It was quite fun.
3: Every single time there was an issue about speed and following local traffic, whether we should follow the speed they were driving or not. Um there was there was always a, a Yoda comment about who's who's the bigger fool? The fool or the fool who follows the fool? <laughs> The comments that we were getting were so in alignment with what was going on around us that it got to the point where I I think I've laughed today more than I've laughed in, I don't know, a really long time. I I really haven't stopped giggling since I got off the plane.
1: Yeah, there were sections where it was good that we were stuck in traffic and going extraordinarily slow because I was laughing so hard I couldn't have driven anyway. So... It makes for oh, a grand adventure. We made it here. Uh, we time. made it here in time to get our equipment set up. We're, we're on the radio from Costa Rica. Imagine and we've that. been
3: fed um, by our incredible host, Rotary. Yeah, we just got served dinner. Yeah, which is absolutely amazing when you've been on the road all day to come and be able to plug in, start the show, and, and get dinner brought to you. So uh, I think it's a huge testament. I think what we, we did today in the last 24 to 48 hours, is the, is the absolutely huge testament to that letting go and let God. Absolutely. Feeling. Absolutely.
1: Um, if the bag hadn't have been lost, we would not have gotten a, a hotel there in San Jose. We would have tried to make this drive, and I don't think we would have made it. Uh, not with our sanity intact, anyway. Yeah. And um, so we got a good night's sleep. Uh, personally, I slept longer than I've slept, and I don't know when.
3: And I slept like a baby. <laughs> I slept like a light. Um, so. so so you know, there there it is. I mean, that's that that's that energetic that you're talking about. Is that letting go and just letting it flow, so to speak? And thank goodness for Abraham Hicks having uh, been one of not one of my biggest teachers. I don't think because I'd already been down that path by the time I found her. Um, but thank goodness for them being one of my biggest confirmations.
1: Oh, absolutely.
2: So, yeah, I think that's that's all teachers ever do is sort of confirm what we know deep inside. You know, something resonates. It's just a reminder because we've forgotten, we've fallen asleep. But deep inside, we all know all of this stuff. You know, <laughs>
3: I think we do. I think that's key. Um, is that it's, and I think that's why people like you, people like me, are out there writing these books because there's a diverse crowd out there and they're, they're hungry for this knowledge because they know it's there and they want to find something tangible that can confirm that inner, inner wisdom. Um, But they're all speaking in different tongues, so to speak. You know what I mean? Like they, (laughs) there has to be enough of us that they can understand the message in their own way.
2: Yeah, I know exactly what you mean. And, that's why there's really no competition because we each have a unique gift, a unique voice to bring to it. Even if we're talking about or writing about the same subject, it's going to be different. Absolutely,
3: which is why I, as an author, would love to get my hands on your book because I, I want. Well, and it's, I want to know what the heck happened to you, girl, because I know what happened to me. That's been and gone.
1: It <laughs> it, it it should be a, um, an answer for anyone that has that question of you know do I, do we really need one more. Book on, blah blah blah, whatever the subject may be. Yes, we probably do. <laughs> if well, got...
2: you might or you might not, but it's individual, right? <laughs> well,
1: well, if, if but if somebody has the the urge, the pull to write it, then yeah, but probably we do.
2: Yeah, that's that's that's. I think
3: that's part that's of it true. is that letting people know that you know that there can never be enough sharing of that inner wisdom or enough sharing of those journeys. Um, and I think, you know, in whatever way people find that they're led to share those journeys in, is, it's a gift to the world,
2: really. Yeah, I mean, I was inspired to write it. I never thought I would be an author years ago, but my life's kind of like that. I just sort of roll with it, and <laughs> I have these radically different phases that I never see coming. <laughs> but I think it's the right thing to do, to share it. I mean, I've had some wacky adventures that most, same people wouldn't embark on. This way they can safely, you know, read it in their armchair.
4: <laughs> the right, awesome. awesome.
2: Adventures. Oh, there were some uh characters like when I went to the um Akashic Workshops or Akashic Records workshop. <laughs> they're just uh, they're just funny characters, kind of control freaks who are um over the top new agey. I find it all very humorous and I have kind of East Coast sensibilities, my sense of humor is a little edgy, so <laughs> there's a little warning for my writing right there.
1: Well, I think that that's, um, there has been a lot of that. Uh, that's why I love your, you know, comments about the woo-woo. Okay, so think what's going on. And it's just woo-woo. It's like fluff or something. <laughs>
2: Well, you know, I like to use the word woo woo. It's kind of tongue in cheek. It's really an affectionate term because I guess I am woo woo for the most part. But I like to bridge the gap between the so-called woo woo people who are in it hook, line, and sinker, and the people that are skeptical, <laughs> that are cynical about it, and kind of walk that line with humor.
1: <laughs> yes, yes. Because it's not. There's nothing. There's nothing wrong with that. I just feel that it sometimes can kind of cloud the message a bit, you know.
2: Yeah. Well, for example, I think it's really funny. Oh, I'm sorry. (laughs) There's a little delay here. please. Okay. Uh, Well, I went to um, a 10-day silent meditation retreat, which I called Meditation Boot Camp. And uh, I thought it was really funny because, you know, you figure, oh, if you're going to meditate for 10 days, the goal is enlightenment, you know. It's sort of a branch of Buddhism, the the Vipassana, but yet, all the people there were really heavy, really serious and real control freaks. And I just found this really humorous that they're trying to be enlightened but they're not lightening up. <laughs>
3: <You> know? <laughs> it know kind of wonky. <laughs> well, it's all
2: about the same thing. Um, you know, it, it,
3: it's going to give me all these rules and all this structure and all this everything and yet you want me to embrace the world for all that it is. I, well, I and I know and I understand and I'm I'm totally okay with the fact that everybody has their journey and um, you know God bless the monk sitting on the mountainside holding holding that peaceful space because we need them it's just not my path and I, I can't I can't understand that position on this. I can't understand taking it all so seriously. I just, I mean, Rick and I say all the time. There's
2: no, nothing that's going on down here. There's really nothing
1: that's serious going on down here, folks, really. Exactly. Mm.
2: <laughs> exactly. And, you know, I'm not um, judging anybody. It's just sort of, that's my style. It's an expository writing thing, you know. It's just pointing out the human condition, how funny it is that we're we're so mixed up, you know. <laughs> it's not... It's not judgment. It's not saying it's bad or that it shouldn't exist. It's just humor. That's all. Yeah, well, it's just kind of like
3: pointing out and ah, shenanigans.
1: Shenanigans.
4: Shenanigans.
3: and And we have to honor always. We have to honor people's um, belief system, journey. We get, we get, that it's all good, it's all God. Whatever, whatever that means you to do, or lead to be, or lead to believe, then that's that's your task. And you, you, I celebrate that that you're on it, kind of thing. I I want to talk to them all. I think maybe that's why I can't subscribe to one. I want to talk to them all. I want to be the one who says it's okay. I, you know, yes, I get why you believe that, and it makes sense. You, because mm-hmm. really, if you think about it, at, at the end of the day, if you go down to the Base commonality between all the belief structures, the religion, all of it, the common vein there. And and want to talk to all of them. It, it, it all instills deep inner wisdom we all have. People just express it in a different way. It's just like speaking a language, really. Mm-hmm. Like I've been saying all day, uh,
1: no. No hablo.
3: No hablo yo. No.
1: No. Fortunately I speak a little. I speak just enough to get us in trouble at least. But it is it's, it's we've had we've had guests from so many different backgrounds and so many different British spiritual belief systems how to look at it. and by the time our, 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 our time begins, up they have all about come to the same point and said the same thing. Yeah. And um I just find that amazing. Well, I, I find it expected but still amazing.
3: Yeah, it still leaves us in awe, I think, on a regular basis
1: that um no matter where somebody's
3: gone and what paths chosen that that at the end of they all come to the same conclusion. So how long did um journey of yours take. I mean I went through you went selling your house and turned around and she's gone. Hmm?
1: She's gone. Oh we lost her.
3: We lost her. We but lost hopefully her.
1: she'll call right back in. Absolutely. See? There right she there she is. <laughs> Except when folks call in they're on mute. So we'll hi her. let's see if I push there. Here we go.
2: ah, okay. I'm back. Welcome Hello. back. <laughs> Thank you. It's a brand new reality frame. What are we talking
1: about now? <laughs> <laughs> Whole new Debbie Ann. What, what's what's right. the subject tonight? What's the topic? Oh,
2: what do you want to talk about,
3: writer girl? Tell us about <laughs> tell us about um ha- how it is you decided to write your first book and tell us about the journey to to do that cuz I, I always love asking authors about their first first relationship with their pen. <laughs>
2: Well, I it probably started when I was a little kid. <laughs> I've been I've been writing my whole life, you know, in school and in various jobs. So I consider myself a writer, no matter what I'm doing. But um, so with the, the midlife crisis, I was having these crazy adventures, you know, going to all these new age workshops and traveling, and I was I created a blog, and my friends really loved it. I was getting all this response from it, and I was, I was getting quite a lot of material piled up, and then one day a stranger innocently said, hey, have you ever considered writing a book? And I think, you know, it was one of those things, higher mind was speaking through this person, and I said, my God, you're right, I have a book here. <laughs> this is a book, I'll write it. I'll uh, clean it up and polish it up and publish it. <laughs>
1: well, and you've... Uh, uh, Suffice to say, some folks have seen quite a quite a bit in that book. Was it? uh, Hay house.
2: No, I created my own publishing company because I'm stubbornly independent like that. (laughs) No, but (laughs) I mean uh,
1: a top finalist in the 2012 Insights Nonfiction.
2: Oh, right, that is true. It was a finalist, so. Yeah, you know, that gives it some credibility for what it's worth, that the writing is decent or the, the subject matter is of interest to Hay House fans. Um, so, yeah, a lot of woo-woo adventures. You might have fun reading. Most people um, laugh out loud when they read it. That makes me happy.
1: <laughs> well, that's a good thing.
2: Absolutely. Absolutely.
1: Yeah, more, I, more, more laughter would be a good thing all the way yeah, around. You can't
2: have too much of it. <laughs> So, I decided that was my niche that I was going to bring humor and, and kind of tongue in cheek humor into this world of woo woo because it seems a lot of it's very serious, this enlightenment stuff, very serious business, right? <laughs> on, oh, well, very, very, very
3: serious. I like, can't yeah. <laughs> yes, say that yes. anymore with a straight face. Yeah, it can't even
1: makes you laugh every time.
3: It really does. Um, if you're hearing that in the background, guys, it's just a plain school. We're in Costa
1: Rica.
4: Small airplane
3: flying by. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. Now, you're you're one of those rare special authors that we um, managed to get on the show that actually turned their passion into uh, well, can you call it a business? I don't know. Nah, busyness. It's one of the world's deadliest diseases. Busyness is. But <laughs> you opened a publishing company. You started your own publishing.
2: Yeah. Why not?
1: Well, why not? Well,
3: absolutely. But, so,
1: but with,
3: we but, want to know why. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, because there's a lot of people out there that, yeah, we we forget. I think doing what we do. No, I don't forget. There's there's still a lot of people that are, are afraid to jump off the cliff. Um, uh, and and so and and we do have a lot of listeners that that are curious about that that author aspect of things. So how do you go from why? I guess why did you decide to publish it yourself?
2: Um, it's it's kind of inherent in my personality. I've always been a DIY kind of person, doing everything myself the hard way. A little too much so. That was one of my lessons. But, um, for example, I used to flip houses and remodel them myself with my own two hands. So I was used to getting into everything and learning everything. And well, you could say I'm a control freak. But... When I decided to um, publish a book, I wasn't about to wait around for Hay House or anyone else to give me the green light. You know, a traditional publisher might take two years before your book comes to the market. You know. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, oh, I know. And it's you know, uh, yeah, you know, and um, you know they're becoming something of dinosaurs anyway. So oh. I think it's Thank time you. for power to the people. <laughs> I agree. We, um,
3: we love to highlight independent authors, self-published authors. I'm self-published through uh, a publishing company in the United States actually called Grave Destructions, and he's the same thing. He started as an author, and then he opened a publishing company because he realized that there was certain elements to um, the future of publishing that the big companies weren't addressing, and one of those is the print-on-demand publishing where your books Especially when you write about social issues and environmental issues, it's it's kind of a
1: co- seems co- odd to cut down half a yeah. forest to make cases and cases of books that may or may not sell.
3: It's kind of a contradiction to your message, really, at the end of the day. So um he mm-hmm. he put that out there and, and now he
1: he's a and, Yeah, book. and wanted to wanted he's published uh Jane he's published several other authors. He actually got some uh
3: He's got uh, some big name authors. Yeah, actually, some university
1: but, professors that used to publish through the press where they're Presses where their books would be, you know, $120 or something ridiculous. And um, they switched to him. Yeah, because they felt like they couldn't reach people doing what they were doing. <clears throat> and so they wanted to be more accessible. Uh, you know, it may be esoteric material to some, but there were a lot of people who it wasn't esoteric to. And, um, and even with the advent of all this electronic publishing and ebook readers and things. There's still people that like to hold a book in their hands, and and print on demand, I think, is a lovely way to be able to accommodate everybody.
2: Absolutely, that's a great story about the, uh, the publisher. Yeah, you got it. If you see a need and it doesn't exist, you you create the a um, solution. Why not jump in? <laughs> I mean, it's not for everyone, but um, that's just the way I am. I had no qualms about it. Wow.
1: Well, you flipped houses. You did balls. that sort of stuff. You, you, <laughs> you're, um, So then, your educational background. Surely that's in literature and writing. And
2: <laughs> nope, it's in uh, nerddom. It's. Uh, I had an engineering degree. I worked as an engineer for a few years, and then I went back and got a master's in economics. It's what I call the conservative arts, as opposed to the liberal arts. You know?
1: <laughs> right. Yeah, I'm about. Uh... Uh I, I was not Well, I didn't go to MIT. I went up there. They asked me to come up there, but I didn't actually end up studying there. But I'm a bit of a nerd. And, uh,
3: <laughs> oh come on, I saw him for the first time and I was uh,
1: She was like, Yeah, you're a great big nerd, aren't you? And I was like You hadn't noticed? Whatever it is that you know can't be done, I find a way to do it on the computer stuff. That's me. And um uh, So I'm the, uh, I'm the tech end of the, of the pair. She's the, and yeah, but it takes, it takes all of us. Everybody has a piece to the, Mm -hmm. to the puzzle, so to speak. And um, if everyone would bring their piece, instead of trying to bring the piece they think will earn a good living or be approved of by their whatever, uh, parents, school, whatever, if they would bring the piece that they're passionate about and, um, because I'm still passionate about it. I love gadgets and tech, I, and I love when it's not quite right, figuring out how to make it work for people. And and uh, so, you know, it it, it it makes for a good pair. We bring a lot of balance in a lot of ways to a lot of things. We laughed about that several times on the way down here. <laughs> silly things. I mean, really silly things, but that we wound up, you know. I'm, I'm from Texas. Uh, I live in Houston. Uh, I was born in Kansas, but, you know. After about three years old, I wasn't in Kansas anymore and was mostly in Texas. And it's a bit warm there. And uh, she's from Canada and has always been up there in the cold. And the heat bothers me, and it doesn't bother her.
3: Oh, more heat, the better. (laughs) Bring it on.
1: And uh, so I don't know. And uh, I get used to it fairly quick. I just, you know, make accommodations, and then it's all right.
3: So now that you're publishing you publish your own books, now it's my curious question, are you publishing other people's books as well?
1: Well, that's about
2: to begin. It it depends. I'm very selective and I want to keep the focus of woo woo plus humor. <laughs> so um you know, I'm open to that. So if anybody's listening and they're an author and they're interested, can make you know, contact me on the website. You never know.
3: <laughs> All right. And so so tell them what the website is so that they know how to reach you. I yeah, let's keep tell them light. out
1: loud because we have thousands of podcast listeners that uh, subscribe through iTunes and stuff. There's there's, there's average about 3,000 a week. And um, even though I've put your website in the uh, chat room several times for our guests that are with us live tonight, uh, I'd love it if you'd spell it out for them so that they can find you.
2: Okay, I'll give you the easier one to spell, and that's just my first name, DebbieAnn.com. That spells D e b b i a n n e. dot com. Beautiful. Beautiful.
3: Absolutely.
1: Yeah. So, what do you think, Jane? It's uh, not quite the halfway mark of the show, but perhaps we should take a brief break.
3: Little and um, little, little,
1: a little uh, earth
3: prayer. A little earth prayer. I think might be in alignment with the where we are tonight,
1: and um, uh, that and gives we'll everybody a chance to. Uh, I don't know. Fill up your water, fill up your wine, in Jean's case.
2: Uh,
1: <laughs> well, and in everybody's case that like to, I think it's lovely. And um, um, and then we'll have this beautiful song from our dear friend Ina B. Uh, mm-hmm. called Earth Prayer. And she has some amazing things that she's doing uh, with her music and particularly with this song, Earth Prayer. She calls it the Earth Prayer Project. And they... Um, they're doing some amazing uh, conservation and, uh, activities and, and other activities with the the uh, funds from uh, Earth Prayer. So,
3: Absolutely.
1: beautiful song for a beautiful surrounding. And
3: uh, and then we'll come back. And, and then we'll, we'll be talk back about in about, about five minutes. Debbie Ann wants to talk about.
1: So we'll be right, right. back. About five minutes. So please stay with us, and uh, more fun to come. <clears throat>
4: Little. We come from the light And to it we shall return We are the one And in this truth we live Here and now upon the earth This is our shining elders and the South, our mother's womb. To those above and below us, to the seen and unseen. Those who have walked before and after, we ask your assistance to live simply. Please forgive us, for we know not what we do. And we thank you for all you help us do.
1: Friend Ina V, and uh, for our podcast listeners, if you didn't catch it the other five hundred times, <laughs> it's uh, you can find Ina V at www. Uh I've just put it in the chat room and put it wrong. It's E N A V I E. dot com. Check her out; she's
4: awesome.
1: She is.
3: She is. So, Debbie, on you're still with us, love. I'm still here. Awesome.
2: What do you want to talk about? I want to talk about, you know, we we talked about the secret briefly earlier and the idea that, you know, some people take the information and run with it and manifest amazing things, and other people don't. And why is that? This is a topic of interest, you know. I'm kind of doing an engineering study of the human mind, you know, What is it about us that interferes with that? You know, we can get the information and go, yeah, that sounds right, and then turn around and sabotage ourselves or not follow through on it. And I'm just curious what you guys have to say. I have my own theories and opinions.
3: <laughs> I think I think that any time that happens, it's simply because the person has decided that that thing that they've discovered is the ultimate answer and the ultimate truth. And And I think... That the only ultimate truth is that there is no ultimate truth. I think the whole thing is supposed to be about the journey. It's supposed to be about the discovery and the adventure, and
1: and the adventure continues. Mm-hmm. It's, it doesn't. It's not a. Um, it's not a destination type thing, really. And um, uh, you know, many many disciplines talk about you know getting to getting to X, whatever that is, and it's the Going in that direction, that's the sweet deal for me. Yeah, I um, mean, mm-hmm.
3: like take take today for example. Yeah, we're in an absolutely gorgeous location with some amazing hosts, and and um, it's it's going to be an amazing week for us. Uh, but at the same time, there's really no difference in how we feel from when we arrived to the journey that we were on. Even even though for some that journey might have been a bit daunting, um, we laughed our way through it. So. I think that I think that when you let go of the destination being your ultimate stopping place um, mm-hmm. then then things kind of flow again for you
1: well, and it's it's uh, abraham and and esther's famous you know let go of the how mm-hmm. worrying about how that's all this mm. you know gonna have a plan and an itinerary and a schedule, and we're gonna be at this point at ten o seven a m and at this point at rarely works out and then if you're if you're bound into this idea that it must go that way or it's not going well then you you think oh everything's lost or nothing's going well nothing's working right
3: and and then you beat yourself up and I think that's the catch is that you I didn't get my stuff where's my stuff I must be doing something wrong and that's when you kind of fall down and crash Mm -hmm. because you must be doing something wrong well nobody's doing anything wrong really so um, I'm it's it's back to that tendency to beat ourselves up for silly things, um, to not forgive ourselves, and, and to yeah, take a not
2: let go.
1: Take a, a, a mental club and beat ourselves around the head and shoulders with it. You know,
2: <laughs> not recommended. Yeah, that's I, that's really well said. I appreciate everything you said. Yeah, it's all good. In other words, we're on this journey, um, and everything serves us whether we realize it or not, whether we understand it or not, but um, it's for, that's for sure. I think I'm particularly interested in helping people who have studied the law of attraction but are just feeling like they're stuck, you know, and I think that there's a part of the mind that kind of sabotages us at times.
1: Oh, I agree. And this, you know, hurry up and where's the results? Where's the thing? And um, where's my stuff? Where's, my stuff? where's my, and, my stuff? You know, you 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 can't be looking for your stuff unless your stuff's missing. So you can't have it if you're looking for it.
4: <laughs> right.
1: Once you right. once She's you see attention. it, it's yeah. Once you see it, it seems totally all, uh, obvious, but it
3: it. As, as somebody said to me, I I can't remember. Oh, it was Lucien. Of course, it would be Lucien. Yes. As, um, well, I was writing my third book and trying to get healthy again, I went to see my friend who would beat me around the head if I called him guru, but he's kind of my sensei. I certainly look up to him, and he's he's definitely an older brother for me. Um, and, and I asked him, you know, why am I not where I want to be? And I started listing all the things I want. I want, I want, I want, I want, I want. And he just looked at me with this horrible expression on his face, like, what are you doing to yourself? And I'm, I just stopped in my tracks I'm like, what needs to "Well, As long as you want it, you're going to always want it because you want, you want, you want, you want. So they're giving you what you want. You want to want. Right. How about just having it? <laughs> and I said, oh. So as long as I say I want, I'm going to stay in that energetic. Of I, I'm i always in, in, in an energetic space of I want. And I went, oh. Wow. And it, it runs right across the board. I mean, it, it helped me with my health issues because as soon as I stopped saying I'm sick or I have this or I have that or this is wrong with me and that, as soon as I stopped saying that.
1: And one day I'm going to get better.
3: Yeah. Uh, as soon as I stopped right. to that, I was really sabotaging myself. But as soon as I stopped it, all the solutions and the help that I needed to get to the next level came
1: just roaring out yeah. and... Um, it really is true. Abraham has said it, and I—I I was not overly thrilled with them when they said it <laughs> the first time or the ten thousandth time inside my own heart. But that it, once you once it comes, you'll once it starts coming, you'll wonder where it all was all this while, because it's just everywhere.
3: Oh yeah, it's in Canada, it's in Texas, and, and today it's Costa in Costa Rica. Rica? And where are you calling us from, Debbie? I shot that. We didn't ask. We're...
2: Well, normally I'm in California, but right now I'm in Albuquerque. <laughs> Albuquerque? Albuquerque. <laughs> On the road. To Costa On the road, Rica. too.
4: that's awesome. Mm-hmm.
2: But I know what you're saying. It's, it's actually, everything is already here. And it's just a matter of becoming a vibrational match to it. It's like taking the blinders off. And I used to hear that and think, what the heck are they talking about? That sounds so airy-fairy. It doesn't make any sense. But now I really get it because um, we filter our portion of reality through our belief systems, right? So you can have people in the same room and the same experience perceiving radically different things (laughs) because their belief systems are so different. So if if you start stripping away some of the beliefs that you don't need anymore, you can see more of what's already there.
1: Uh,
3: uh, yeah.
1: Absolutely. What she said. Yeah, well, you know, (laughs) it it would have been real easy. And sometimes I can still almost hear some of the old habit pattern thoughts way off in the back, back corner of my awareness.
3: Time to panic now. Like on the the
1: drive today, you know. Right. well, wow, what, what are these idiots doing walking down the road with bags of mangoes? What is that about? Ah, maybe the traffic's going slow just because they're out here standing here. What? Blah, blah. And, and and now it just makes me laugh. I think it's funny. And well, it
3: switch it switches to, well, if I don't make it to the next fruit stand and I, I'm i here and I'm hungry and I don't have anything to drink or to eat, then I have a solution right here at the side of the road because there's this person. They're selling water. They're selling coconut juice. They're selling mango. I have sustenance.
1: Yeah. And I haven't had to do anything to get liquid, it. it's gold. It's
3: I've been it, provided for. Awesome.
1: What? You know.
3: fantastic. <laughs> you know, it, it, it turns everything from um, a challenge or a hill to climb or, or something to overcome
2: into a gift.
1: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I
2: love it. Jean, you are a perfect Pollyanna. <laughs> I mean that in the kindest and most fashionable of ways. You must know.
3: <laughs> you know what? It's not the first time you've said it. Or that, that it's been said. That it's
1: been said. <laughs> I'm sure.
3: That's fantastic. <laughs> right, very early on, actually, and, in my career, oh, yeah. I was accused of being a polyamorous. I was like, I'm a what? I'm a I what? don't I understand what you're saying. Is this a good thing or a bad thing? Or what are you saying to me? Um a um,
1: <laughs> uh, Well, and I have I have friends that have come to me for advice for years, and I gave them some poor advice for many years, and. You know, I've kind of changed my tune in the last five years, and, um, and and some of them do. They just look at me like, what happened to you? You used to know things. And, and I was like, yeah, I used to think I did. And they, then they really just are like, okay, you've lost it, and they get up and go away. Just vibrate right on out of there.
2: Yeah, you're you're you were more comfortable to them when you had more limitations in some cases, right? Well <laughs> oh, yeah, they could they
1: could put me in my in a little box. I was the Yeah. I was the geek, the nerd, the I would always have some sort of solution that sounded very engineer like. And he know. is if
3: you've seen the Big Bang Theory, add like twenty <laughs> years to their age. That's Rick. <laughs> we're not, I I I and that's hilarious to me because it's I I occasionally watch TV now that I've gotten over my fear of bad news. Fear of bad news. <laughs> um, and one of my favorite shows is that show. So um, when I saw him, that was my immediate. I was like, "You're such you're, a geek. You Jesus. could be on Big Bang Theory. <laughs>
4: right. You're the
3: future of Big Bang Theory." <laughs> but have you
4: just
3: that people really do just kind of vibrate out of your reality? The ones who who just can't seem to get into alignment with where you are and can't seem to understand the language that you're speaking. Do they just not kind of go away for you?
1: This kind of, yeah, but not necessarily like storming off. They just,
2: no, they just, they just fade away slowly. Yeah. Yeah. I've experienced a lot of that too. And some people, um, you know, view it as a tragedy when, you know, friendships drift away. But to me it's just, we're just all playing this game here and we're all really connected permanently at the spirit level anyway so it really doesn't matter i i have friends that i no longer have in my life because we've changed so much but yet in my dream life we hang out you know <laughs> right right and, uh, and I,
3: the, she just said it that's the key that's the key yeah. element that we're looking for from every guest who comes on no matter what their their belief system their background their their journey it's always the same they finally come to that conclusion we're all connected anyway so what does it matter <laughs> so what
1: does it matter and and to me, I, I like to tell people, it's you know, if you've ever changed jobs, you work somewhere for a while, and then now you're going even maybe to just a different location or what, often people will, you know, oh, well, let's get phone numbers, we're going to stay in touch, and we're going to, and it almost never happens that the staying in touch goes on,
4: um,
1: or, or so often it doesn't, and and it just is because, you know, yeah, you saw each other every day, you were very big parts of each other's lives, and Now it's onward and upward, you know, and and sometimes they come back and sometimes they don't.
2: Yeah, and there's no need to beat yourself up. I'm a big fan of self-love and self-acceptance. You know, whatever your journey is, it's fine. If somebody's on a different journey, that's fine. There's no need to waste energy (laughs) lamenting anything like that. Just move on. (laughs)
3: Yeah, it's yeah. not it's not a higher path or a lower path. It's just a different path, and I think that's that's an integral part of what we do. It doesn't matter really. I mean, as long as you're on a path, <laughs> well, as long as you're walking somewhere um, yeah. and having fun doing it, and, and having and, fun
1: doing it, we'd love to hear about where you're walking to and where you're walking from, and, and
3: anything that yeah. inspires or uplifts or entrances or impassions yeah. you is is a good thing.
1: Oh, it's a beautiful thing. A
3: beautiful gift. Yeah. So, and I think that's that's right so important for people to realize. This is not a higher path. It's not a higher knowledge. It's not a higher wisdom. It's just a different perception of that inner wisdom mm-hmm. that we all share.
1: You, yeah, you, it's, all,
2: it's all part of the all it is,
1: right. right, right. And and apparently, whatever it is, whoever it is, and whatever path they're on, it must have been important, or all that is wouldn't have been all that is. Because, so that's, that's right. <laughs> And, um, you know, I think it was a quote, and I, of course, don't have all my quote stuff right in front of me, like I often do, but um, about you know when you notice somebody's on a different road than you, it doesn't necessarily mean they're on the wrong road, it just means they're on a different road than you're on yeah, yeah, well, there had to be several different paths to get here, and um. Uh, you had to uh, be sure that your GPS was not set to avoid unpaved roads and toll roads, and because you couldn't get here if it was set that <laughs> way. You get here. I asked it; it said, "I know you can't go there," because <clears throat> I I set all that up in the uh, in the comfort of my you know control the, the everyday connection control room before we left, and uh, and we mostly followed the path that I set up mostly. Hmm. Not in any sort of timing or idea that I might have had about it, but, but you know, we got here.
4: <laughs>
2: well, and speaking of paps, I liked what you were saying, Rick, earlier about you still hear those negative voices in your head, but you just, you're just you amused by them now. They're sort of quieter and they don't speak as long. They don't take the podium as long as they used to, you know. And that's, I think that's really important. Like, negativity is just, part of the earth life, that's part of duality or contrast and we never really get rid of it. Because, you know, matter cannot be created nor destroyed and thoughts are energy, matter, it's all the same, you know. So you just sort of it's a it's a different blend that happens over time. So we should never beat ourselves up if we're if we have negativity. We just say, Oh, okay, there's some negativity, you know but you notice that it it diminishes and then, you know, that's that's a change that might be pleasing, you know. So well, that's part of that. it. From
3: the, if we look at it from the aspect of okay, the, the Bible says, um, I love this is one of my favorite favorite adventures in the Bible is when Moses comes comes to the Mount, and um, he, you know he asks God, what what do I who do I tell them sent me, and God says I am. I mean, think about God energy, that Creator energy that um, manifests all things physical. How can it possibly experience all things unless it can be all things Um, so so once you come to that place of understanding then there's a, a whole lot of I don't know comfort in knowing that that the things out there that aren't exactly in alignment with what you envision for a perfect world but they're still of God there's still of that creative force. There's still force. Yeah, and there's a
1: lot of there's allowance still, that comes yeah. in that. Yes. Just, yes. Yeah, okay. It's like,
3: okay, that's you, what you're you, doing? I don't want to play
1: that it. game, so I'm not going to play with you, but you're welcome to play it and to have a good time.
2: Right. Like, we have a lot of fun with this. Me and my boyfriend, when we're traveling, we might see something a little strange and just start laughing. Well, that's part of the all that is. It wouldn't be all that is without that, you know. And <laughs> same goes for things that you don't prefer, you know. And I think. I get into discussions with people sometimes about this, and I think it comes down to a fundamental core belief. You know, if if you took on beliefs in your childhood or whatever that says the world's a big, scary place, that's just how you're going to view things, you know. And you can go and excavate those belief systems and free them up. You know, it's totally doable. It's not even that hard. It's just you've got to realize that you can do it. You have the power.
1: Right, that it's a it's a doable thing. That it's not, it's not the nature of what's going on. Is that it's going to be, big, bad and scary, uh, or wrong, or um, threatening, or you know,
2: um, yeah, or take a lot of time, or spend a lot of money with professionals. I mean, those are just more beliefs, right?
1: <laughs> right, right. And what's the um,
2: professional
3: thing all about, anyways? I wish yeah, somebody would spend explain spend that
2: more. to me.
1: <laughs> yeah, she still doesn't understand that. We 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 had a network that looked at us one time, a radio an, another radio network, and um, um, well, their first big mistake was that they kind of showed up and said, well, I've, I've I've been to your website and I've I've uh, taken a look at a lot of your work and I really love your work, and and I'm like, oh well, thank you very much, da 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 da, and then they had a couple more things to say, and I said, okay, well, listen, I'll get with uh, my partner Gene, and we'll and 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 they're like, you you have a partner. And I said, "Well, yeah, Gene, on the show, you know that my co-hosts we, we co-host together, we're co-creators together, us." And they're like, "What?" So then, when they did, they went back and apparently listened to some more episodes, and then came back and said, "Well, uh, we'd kind of like for you to come join us, but uh, Gene's just not professional enough."
4: <laughs>
1: and I still don't know what that's supposed to mean. I got
3: turned down this year for a grant. From the Canadian grants. Oh, yeah. For yeah, writers. because
1: she wasn't a professional right. author because she was.
3: I was not published through a professional publishing company. Uh-huh.
1: Right, yeah. She was published through a. Uh, what did they call it? They had a really I
2: don't even remember derogatory but it, it, term it, it, for it. Oh, did they call it Vanity Press?
1: Yes, yes, Vanity yes. Press.
2: Thank you. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah. For, like, like you couldn't get published, what, so,
1: you know, but your vanity wanted know. a book, so. Yeah, I was
3: just. I was so disgusted yeah. by that attitude. It's like, yeah, I, I think it's, I think it comes from a fear-based perception because I think these guys know that unless they change their game plan, and, well, I think uh, they know they're
1: losing control. Yeah,
3: well, that's it. They they can't control what is being accepted by the public anymore as valid.
1: And and it's always a loss of a fear of loss of control always comes from a desire to control which always comes from fear. Uh, right. If you're not scared of something, you don't need to control it. You just let it be. Right.
2: And as of course the miracle says there's only love and there's fear. And fear is just the call for love, really. It's very simple.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. And and a more of a signal of Hey, there might be a belief here that could use a little change in if this is what you want to do. And, you know, so it can be a good messenger, but you got to see it that way. You got to know that that's what's going on with it.
2: Yeah, sometimes I wonder. uh, I have this little cartoon in my latest book, and it shows the, the idea of physical mind or, you know, earthbound ego mind and higher mind as conjoined twins. And higher mind's got his shirt on. And says, "I'm with Oblivious," with an arrow pointing to the screen. That's awesome.
3: I love it. Uh, do you do the art yourself?
2: No, actually, my man does it. That's part of why he's the man of my dreams. He does a lot of cool things like that. <laughs> All
1: right, can I ah, asked a really personal question. He's the one you question? manifested.
3: He's the one you manifested. Yes. Can I ask a, a right. really personal question. Sure. How, how did he show
2: up? Well, you have to read the book No, i kidding. About that. <laughs> I did, I did. Well, he we met at a um, meditation program at the Monroe Institute because we're both following our passion, you know, doing the, the thing you're supposed to do, which is forget about it, your goal of meeting someone and just live your life and be happy, keep your vibration up, you know. And so we converged doing something we both like and um, so I wrote about that to inspire people, you know, and kind of give them the inside scoop and you don't, you don't have to be perfect. You don't have to be hundred percent positive all the time, but you just kind of have to act as if it's on, you know, assume that your higher self is arranging the rendezvous with your mate and just sort of wait patiently if you can, you know, (laughs) kind of distract yourself.
1: (laughs) Well, and I think it is key that you continue to live your life and follow your passions and, and, and dreams and, Uh, because often it, as in your case, that's where they are. And so, because they're a fit for your passions. So if you're not following your passions, you're like, you're not at the delivery address to take delivery.
4: Absolutely. (laughs) And
3: another thing that I stumbled upon, um, so I I met my awesome, incredible, demonic mate.
4: (laughs) Yes. Yes.
3: My demon boy. I met him during the writing of my second book. And, um, uh, the one thing that I learned was it's not about who you're supposed to be with. It's not about that at all. It's about who you enjoy being with. It's about who you want to be with. And I think people lose that. They're always looking for that destined love. That
1: oh, my one soulmate my on the planet, and I answer, missed her. Right? Or him.
3: And Right. And
4: um,
3: he didn't feel like my destined love at all. But oh my goodness, I had a grand time with him, and um, we're still together. Three years later, we have a home in the mountains. We're having a rockin' time, and he's never still having a grand
1: time with him. So never
3: for a second let me down. He's had my back during this whole journey. Um. And I can't imagine, I can't, but I can't it very
1: imagine
4: much, life without it, Well, but it,
1: it, it very much started in that, you know, Abraham, we, we keep flying back there, but I, I do that often. That. I I have such a catalog of their material in my head. It's all floating around in there. But where they said, you know, talk about the marriage vows and the, you know, for better or for worse and till death do us part, and that they think it would be better off to just sort of, you know, I like it pretty good. Let's see how this goes. And that's really the kind of the way that they're started, and it's still going, and it's still liking each other pretty good, and they're just having more fun than they ever had. So
3: key element. He never, ever, 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 ever promised me forever. He only offered me his now. That was all he could offer. And we're still having a grand time. Yeah. Right now.
1: Now. <laughs> Even. And he's in a truck somewhere in Canada. Ah,
3: on the east coast somewhere. In <laughs> on the Canada. east
1: coast of Canada somewhere.
3: <laughs> Absolutely.
1: And so we're popping around within a stone's throw of the Pacific. We're not even close to the same oceans. Nope. <laughs> but still having a ball. <laughs> that's great.
2: Yeah, it's like if you stop trying to figure everything out with your analytical mind, and, you know, it's challenging for engineers and other nerdy types, And <laughs> but um, that's that's the key to everything. You know, if you let intuition guide you, your higher self is, is always talking to you in various ways. And if you just listen, you'll go where you need to go. You'll get the cues, you know, and you'll follow them. But when you're trying to figure it out in an analytical way, you end up pretty unhappy a lot of the time because we're just not cut out for that kind of conceptualizing here on Earth. <laughs> it's like we're we're the one in the valley. You know, we don't have the, the sight and the higher self's up on the mountaintop saying, hey, go to the left, <laughs> you know. <laughs> or if you're Yoda, it would be like,
4: Commander, you
2: must.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Actually, he talks a lot like that, really. And
2: um, you that
3: all day.
1: Yeah, and uh, best, you
3: must obey. You
1: and, must. Uh, or we were we were we pulled off to a scenic spot to uh, uh, take a couple of pictures and get a little footage of the Pacific Ocean, and so we're getting ready to pull back out onto the onto the road, and and you know how it's important that we take this journey together, and then Obi Wan said, "Move along and." And Yoda said, "Yes, yes. Listen to Obi Wan. You should." And it's just like, <laughs> "Wow. Okay. So we're going to be late for the show if we piddle around too much. I got gotcha.
4: you. Oh, <laughs> too funny.
1: But um, uh, but it 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 can be such an amazing journey. And I I don't know about for you, but my engineer's mind had real difficulty with. Well, just. No, it'll sort itself out. Just go. It, 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 my engineer's mind was like, "Wait, no, we we need 15 steps on paper with five contingencies, and you know." <laughs> and it was what had been handed to me along my physical trail, as Abraham might say. And uh,
4: yeah, he's brilliant.
1: Uh, certainly, in engineering now, I, economics to me is more of an art than a science. But it is a bit of more the conservative arts than the liberal arts, I guess.
2: Oh yeah, at least it it fancies itself as a science, and that's how it's presented nowadays, especially at the graduate level. It's a lot of mathematics, and you know, and, and the whole idea of economics is based on scarcity. So it took me a long time to break out of that belief system that there is scarcity. You know, that's um, like, It
4: permeates
3: like lack, everything. Lack yeah. that causes all the sorrow and suffering on our planet. Yeah. Well, uh,
1: uh, <laughs> if not all, 99% because no, something's I mean missing. No, I maintain it's
3: lack. It's always fear of lack because it's either you're going to lose love, you're going to lose respect, you're going to lose money, you're going to lose your stuff, you're going to lose something. So it's always fear of lack.
1: Or you're not going to be able to get the what you want. Yeah. So to do it, you have to jump through 37 hoops backwards on fire. Okay. And personally, I don't, I've don't. i discovered I don't like hoop jumping, but I did a lot of it early on, but not so much in the last five years. How
3: did you get over your fear of lack? How did you?
1: Particularly with the economics, how did you turn loose of that? Yeah. What worked for you?
2: Well, it's, it's a long process, but in terms of if you think about manifesting greater prosperity on a personal level, um a lot of people, you know, will allow themselves a certain degree of it, but not too much, because they have beliefs that, you know, if you take too much, you're taking away from someone else, because there's only a certain, there's a finite tie we're cutting up here, right? And nobody wants to hurt anyone else, you know, it's coming from a heart space. But it's kind of a, it's a, I don't want to say it's twisted, but it, <laughs> I've come to realize that Mm-hmm. It's an illusion of Earth. It's a it's a very deep seated and widespread belief system. The only thing that made me bust out of it was that I started getting going deeper into woo woo and listening to a lot of Bashar. Do you ever listen to Bashar?
1: I listen to Bashar Carol, oh, all
2: Bashar. the time. We actually love
1: had Gerald on has been a guest.
2: <laughs> oh, fantastic! I love that that little gray or whoever he is. <laughs> um, that little guy oh, is so,
1: just awesome.
2: Fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> so you know that really expanded my mind and answered my lingering questions that Abraham never addressed about the nature of reality and cosmology and so I started really thinking well this this life that we have here that seems so real and so definite is only one version, one possibility, so even though I can't readily imagine and a different economic system that's not based on scarcity, I understand that that's a limited viewpoint. That's not all there is. So that's how I've gotten through a lot of things, realizing that even if I don't know the answer, I recognize the limitations of what I already know.
1: Right. And that there are things that we don't know, and that that's okay.
2: Right, exactly. So it's sort of um, agreeing to disagree with yourself, maybe. (laughs)
3: I think one of the biggest gifts that Bashar has offered to me is the concept of timeline jumping.
4: Um, Mm -hmm.
3: That I'm not stuck in this reality that I perceive to be real. Um, That as my awareness shifts and my perceptions and my choices shift, so too will my reality. And that honestly has been the biggest gift that Bashar could have ever offered. I think that I could just because that meant to me that I, I really didn't have to let go of anybody. Um and I've seen some incredible stuff happen in the, in especially in the last couple of months. That this world has changed so much for me the way that I see it. Um even, you know, with the 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 glorious um arrival of our new pope, even that. And and I could not have possibly perceived that as a possible reality 5 years ago when I first started this journey, but now watching what the, the new pope is starting to do in the world, um, and and being able to watch what he's doing and say, of course, that makes sense to me. That he would he would take those actions because that's what I've always hoped for and dreamed of is is a pope who would who would run the church. That there's a, there needs to be an element of humility right. within the organization because it. Why take something that inspires people away from them? But could we tweak it a little bit, kind of thing? And now I'm watching that soften happen. it
1: up a little bit. And and you know they. My favorite still. I mean, I love that he rode the bus instead of the limo. I I love that he actually called the newsstand back in Buenos Aires, and because and, he had told him before he went to Rome, he said, Oh no, I'll see you in 20 days. Keep my newspaper coming. He actually personally called the fellow to cancel his subscription.
4: <laughs> and I love and. It.
1: and Popes, in, in, in the past, the the world I lived in five years ago, ten years ago, the popes didn't do that sort of thing. No. And, you know, he's he uh, but my favorite was that right after he was elected, they bring out a little platform and then they put a chair on top of that. They say chair, but it's the throne. called a throne, the throne. And he's supposed to sit on it and let all these cardinals come by and kiss his hand and tell him that they'll be loyal forever. And he refused. He stood on the floor, the same floor they're on. And as each one came by he shook, and, and started talking about allegiance and stuff, he grabbed their hand, shook it, and said, Brotherhood? We're friends and brothers. And smiled at him. And
3: sort yeah. Of, if you told me that five years ago, I would have called you right to your face a barefaced liar. I'm yeah, like, that but was impossible. Because my belief <laughs> was so firm that there's no way that the Catholic Church could ever shift their understanding. Um, but then I came to a place that, that I realized, it's not about what the world believes or what the church believes or what anybody else believes. It's about how I see the world. How do I want to see the world? What's the world that I want to live in? I want to live in a world where the Pope says no to the throne and gets down amongst his brothers and, and treats them as equals. That's the world that I want to live in because that, that makes sense to me. That's a beautiful thing. Well, and there was something,
1: me. I don't even think it was about about him. I think it was about one of these young kids that has come up with an answer for one of the problems going on and uh, you know like 12 and has invented some you know medical test that can cost almost nothing and everybody can use it and um and she posted it to her wall on Facebook with the comment above it of yes because that's how things work in my world and i thought <laughs> i love it that's the perfect thing to say cuz you know it... and
3: that that was the gift that Bashar offered me yeah. it really was that was that was that was a huge turning point for me <laughs> Realizing that life is not about, I mean, really, okay, life is about two things. It's about choice and perception. And when you choose to change your perception of the world, the world in turn changes.
4: And
2: it's that simple. Right. And it goes to show everything is possible. And I do mean anything and everything.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Uh, You could actually, you know, do your blog talk radio show from a patio in the rainforest in, in, in Costa Rica, if you want it, <laughs> apparently. And, um, Absolutely. And I'm sure that when we first started this, well, when we first started this, I physically would not have been capable of doing no, what I have either. done in the last two days. Neither. Uh, no I was just too, quote, unquote, ill at the time. and um, Full
3: of disease.
1: And certainly did not announce to any of the uh, – I have great – help from folks in the medical establishment. They've been amazing and awesome help to me, Uh, particularly my neurologist who every time I would say something about, well, if this is all the better I'm going to get, maybe we should learn how to. He's like, no, it's a self-correcting system as long as we get out of the way and give it the right food. And and I'm like, Mm -hmm. and and he's a, you know, Johns Hopkins trained
2: Uh neurologist,
1: but I managed to get that one. Isn't that cool? And yeah,
2: that's uh, that's like the Pope, right? Another miracle. Right, <laughs> right. Why? Why? Yeah. In my reality, that's like the that. way the doctors act. Because when I
3: tried to give my doctor the disability forms that the government had given me, my doctor just looked at me and looked at them and looked at me again and said, okay, so um, now you have to choose. Do you want to be disabled for the rest of your life or do you want to get better? And I said, I want to get better. He said that I refused to sign these forms. Because this form right here is a permission slip for you to be disabled for the rest of your life. I won't do it. Mm.
1: That's beautiful. And but, but even with him, I did not, you know, go in and say, oh, by the way, I'm going to go to Costa Rica for a week. And, uh, uh, you know, drive a stick shift car all over Costa Rica that I don't know anything about. And uh, he would have, I'm not sure. Well, I don't know. He, because he's really surprised me with a lot of his responses to things, so I may have done him an injustice by not doing that. But
3: uh, well, you can do it when you uh, get back.
1: Yeah, I'll tell him, you know, afterwards. That that went okay. That's
3: what I did. <laughs>
1: and uh, you know, I, I I I wouldn't say that there aren't you know some struggles and inconveniences hither and yon, but but literally a year ago, this was in the realm of impossibility for me.
4: Yeah. Me too. Uh, and Absolutely. I think
1: that's the most important thing, as Bashar would say, is that in my reality, inside me, it was in the category of impossible. So mm-hmm. it was impossible because that's where I put it. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and um but, and over the past year with a lot of the <coughs> yeah. oh,
3: I think we have guests. guests at the medical yeah. tree. <clears throat> but I think the <laughs> difference is, is that impossible. Switched over to I am possible I am possible.
1: And, yeah. and um I just took a look, you know, we, we're we're here for several reasons, but I took a look after a after a particular uh, session on Skype with my with Gene and and uh our good friend uh, Gabriel and uh and after after he got off the line I just you know, Gene and I were kind of talking a little, trying to absorb what was going on, and I just said So Gene you see any reason that we shouldn't just pick up and go to Costa Rica and do this thing? And she said, nope. And I said, well, then we have to go. Mm-hmm. And so That's here we are. Great. And, um uh you know, we're going to hopefully do a couple of specials tomorrow and the next day. I don't see why not because uh, we'll be and doing them from a, right here.
3: What an awesome guest to have on our – I mean, really, because everything she's spoken of – is all that this is all about? Yeah, right? y'all want to know how to come to
1: Costa Rica and do your radio show from Costa Rica? You need Buy to get Debbie Ann's book. <laughs> book, it's Debbie in there. Ann's I can because tell because from talking to her, it's in there.
3: The answers are in there, and and I think that your books would help people understand how that all works and how it all drives together and how it all functions. And as often
1: say, if you've got that wee little urge in the back of your mind to, you should get that book. You should get that book. Go get the book. Go get the book. Well,
2: That would be great. Hopefully it inspires people, you know, to just give yourself a break. Whatever it is you're dealing with, whatever seems like it's closing in on you at the moment, it can change. It doesn't look like it can change at the moment, but it can and it will. So you just really need a foot in the door an idea a little spark of light that says maybe something can change, you know.
1: Yeah, and that give yourself a break is so key. Quit judging yourself. Really? Yeah.
4: And
2: and quit doing things that you really don't like. You know, (laughs) be honest with yourself. That's what Bashar teaches us. You know, follow your excitement, even if it's a micro kind of excitement. What can I do in this moment if I have two choices? You know, do the laundry or (laughs) make dinner. Okay, you know, choose the thing that's more exciting in every possible branching choice that you have. And it'll lead to things that you can't imagine eventually.
1: (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, we've we've seen that time and again with our guests. We've seen it in our own lives. We've seen it with guests that we have in in the chat room, guests that we've had that have called in to shows before that have really just come back to us and said, "My god, I've been I've been reading stuff and watching videos and stuff and I just wasn't, but your guest, the way they said it." And I I was like, "Yeah, that's why we have so many of them." <laughs> <laughs> because I, You know, we're kind of getting to the point where we can resonate with almost all of everybody that says whatever they're going to say about it. Uh, or and appreciate they,
3: why they're saying it. Yeah, or they don't
1: cross our path. Because yeah. we don't plan our show, really. We don't plan who's going to be on it. We just, you. people cross our path, and we go, wow, they look cool. Let's hey, get them on the show. Hey, you want to come play? <laughs> you know. <laughs> and so we like to say that, you know, George does it all.
3: George takes care of it all. George
1: handles all that. We don't Absolutely. do that Thank stuff. You, that's We show up and talk. And and George far,
3: does or Nestor does? Curious, George, well, because he wants to George for everything. her,
1: Nestor for me, Abraham for <laughs> Esther. Uh, they really don't care about the name thing too much. But if you need a label or a handle, they're happy to have one. And uh, it right. always ends meaning something. And uh, To you. To you, yeah. That's
4: and, the key uh, there.
3: If they give you a name for them, it's, it's because it means something to you.
1: Right, right. Right. And <laughs> even if it doesn't mean something to you the minute you get it, it will. Hang in there. You'll get
3: it. <laughs> You'll figure out why.
1: You'll get the cu- curious George thing that she got. Wants yeah. to know everything. Wants
3: to know everything. Wants to experience everything. Well, that makes sense. Well, okay? that makes
1: sense. You know.
4: Absolutely. <laughs> All right.
1: So we right. are we are here at the uh, at the last couple of minutes. I would love it if you would uh, spell for them debbieand.com one more time, and for our podcast listeners, whom we love. We do. Yes.
2: Big love to you, anybody who's listening. And the website is com. It's D-E-B-B-I-A-N-N-E. And D-Rose is my last name, in case you're interested.
1: (laughs) Yes, yes. Debbie DeRose, the writer girl. Of
2: course, Uh, DeRose. I didn't even clue into that until,
3: like, right now. Until just now. Oh, wow. Debbie Uh,
1: the DeRose. Yeah.
2: Are you a redhead?
1: Uh, no. Okay, no. I just I'm a brunette. Thought I but that's okay.
2: <laughs> There's a little cartoon version of me on the website. So that's, that's what I look like in some realm, <laughs> some other dimension.
3: To... It's a long, crazy story. People can read about it in truth. Yeah, it's, in, oh. it's a book. oh,
4: okay. Uh,
3: we highly um, recommend to our guests and our listeners to uh, go pick up this lady's book.
1: Pick up this lady's book. And... Uh, if you really want to know the story of all these synchronicities and wild things that happened coming down here, uh you don't have to wait for the book on our journeys as EC on the road. You can just go pick up Truth because it all happened to her already once. Yep. Different
3: took me to a different country slightly, but, but it but happened pretty much the pretty same, much all the same, same names, stuff. all the same
1: same names, same place names, same about ten days notice and you're yep. leaving the country. Yeah. And um
3: just a different country.
1: Yeah, that's all. Uh, so we'll take this last uh, couple of minutes we've got here if uh if you had a microphone and you had something to say, what would it be
2: you're asking me I'm what? asking
1: you what would your message be if you had a
2: oh well help? in that case <laughs> um my message is to that everyone everyone is incredibly powerful. We've just forgotten, a lot of us, how we're starting to wake up. So, um, whatever you're, wherever you're at in your journey, never give yourself a hard time. There's a reason why that you're you are where you are on this path, and it's all good. Just um, try to try to adopt a positive attitude. Try to assume that it's all good, and that it's leading you where you want to be, and you'll find that it will. It'll take your directive. So, hang in there. <laughs> You can have anything you want. It's all good.
1: (laughs) Awesome. That's just perfect.
4: Absolutely.
1: Perfect. Well, I I just want to thank you again for coming and hanging out with us tonight. It's been tons of fun. And since that's the only goal we have for our show is to have fun, then we've done good. We've accomplished our goal.
4: Thank you.
1: (laughs) Awesome. And I do want to let all of our listeners know we uh, we have two specials coming up. We have a special coming up tomorrow and the next day. Watch on Facebook for the announcements cuz we haven't scheduled them in yet cuz you know, we have that flexibility thing. And shame. um
3: but we got some incredible guests lined up including including um our hostess tonight Rosemary Yeah, McGregor. um, Rosemary
1: McGregor. Rosemary McGregor. She'll be one of our guests. And And, uh, um,
3: for for you wanderlust people out there that are looking for looking for a really beautiful place in the middle of nowhere to usa. Now that we've seen it, we have to highly recommend. Highly recommend. Highly recommend the Mango Tree in uh, Costa Rica. And you can find that it's at the the Mango Tree Spa. spa.
1: TheMangoTreeSpa.com.
3: Um, and we highly recommend you checking out the site. And if, you, if you're if you one of those people that are looking for a place to kind of yeah. make peace with yourself and connect.
1: Or if you just want to, you know, do like Jane did and say, well, I would really like to find a place to get away from it all. We're here. <laughs> yeah.
3: We're here. And uh, the all. Had, happened to come with us. <laughs> yeah, well, we had to bring
1: all of our EC family with us.
3: Absolutely, um, but it, it's an absolutely gorgeous spot. And um, I just want to give a huge shout out to our hosts because um, to Gabriel and to. To Gabriel, Rosemary to
1: Rosemary for uh,
3: uh, bringing us here, and, and what a.
1: To letting us come, yeah.
3: Ideal spot to launch EC on the road, and I hope our listeners, uh, <laughs> I hope our listeners appreciated our show tonight.
1: I hope so. And, and uh, uh,
3: we got some wicked ones coming up.
1: Yeah, we do. We do. We're gonna have a lot of fun and uh, big adventures and there are big things that are going on and uh uh so stay tuned, I suppose, would be the thing to say. But we're uh we usually would love to just go ahead and talk another half hour, but uh tonight I think, you know, Jean's holding her plate, she wants to finish eating it and
3: uh time to do the stuff.
1: And uh yeah, I might even go, you know. Put myself in the water over there. It just looks so inviting. They they have a beautiful pool. They have a beautiful facility here. It's mm-hmm. just gorgeous. And uh, so check them out. Uh, again, go visit Debbie Ann. And, of course, we'll have links to all these things uh, on the archive of the show. Uh, it's It will not be up tonight, as it often <laughs> is. Uh, I'm telling you now. And uh, But we should have it up. I will get the archive to the show up as we schedule our show for tomorrow. We'll, we'll so, get
3: it up tomorrow for you guys. Uh, and we will send okay. you a link
1: and uh, and 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 all that good stuff too uh, to 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 you, Debbie-Ann, so that you can use this any way you like. As we like to remind everybody, all of our okay. shows are done under a Creative Commons license. So download them, put them on your iPod, download five copies for your mama, whatever you would like to do with them. Uh, spread them around, uh, you know. But we do use recording so that it's not paper, so you can't put it in the bottom of your canary's cage because we don't like cages. <laughs> <Well,
3: laughs>
1: it's the cage we don't you guys. like.
3: <laughs> Thank you so much, Debbie Ann. And it's been, been awesome, awesome to have you
1: good have day. <laughs> ah, indeed, indeed. <laughs> good night everybody. We'll we'll be joining you again tomorrow. But until then,
3: to our mother, to each other, and especially to yourselves, stay connected.
1: Good night everybody. <laughs> We hope you'll join us again next time. Until then, visit our website at everydayconnection.me. And please like our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash everydayconnection. Think you might miss an episode? No problem. Subscribe to our show on iTunes by searching for Everyday Connection Radio. Subscriptions are free, just like your Everyday Connection.